0: Miriam, well, actually, Granny Keto welcoming you to my podcast, Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. On my website, grannyketo.com, I have a page called Granny's Table with all my favorite keto recipes. I hope this podcast makes you feel that you are sitting at Granny Keto's table, just chewing the fat, discussing this and that, sometimes the science of keto, sometimes chatting with guests, sometimes just talking about the week's adventures, grandkids, how a recipe turned out, or challenges and victories, keto and otherwise but always friendly and casual, and welcoming you into my home. Pull up a chair and sit a while. Hi, this is Miriam, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. Today, we have two special guests with us, Michele Offer and Beth Romanski. Beth and Michelle are two like-minded health coaches and wellness enthusiasts who are determined to transcend the norm and spread the message that there's never one-size-fits-all when it comes to health. They practice individually, but join forces to launch the Wellness Warriors radio podcast to encourage you to forge your own path to finding your health, creating your happiness, joining your tribe, and doing it your way. Wellness Warriors Radio is a resource for open and candid conversation about the nuances of health and wellness. In each episode, discover a unique perspective on living optimally through discussions on a wide range of health topics, sometimes controversial, sometimes with opposing views, but they all set the stage for you to decide what works best for you. Together they have developed popular programs that they will tell us about later in the podcast. Welcome Beth and Michele. I would love to know how you met and how you landed up joining forces for Wellness Warriors, what a mouthful, Wellness Warriors radio podcast. But first tell me about yourselves. I know you both came to holistic and integrative nutrition through your own searches for wellness. Beth, please tell us about your path for taking control of your health and becoming a wellness warrior.
1: Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. It's a pleasure to connect with you and your listeners. We had such a nice chat on our show Um, I'm so excited to be a guest on your podcast as well so thank you so much Miriam for this opportunity it's a great question to ask because I think that really is uh, you know we're all wellness warriors and I think that why we wanted to start the podcast was because we've had our own personal experiences and we consider ourselves not to be perfect in any way shape or form but my health journey is actually still going and I always say that there's never an end and I'm always learning and things happen in life and you're always adjusting and everything is going to fluctuate and change but when I actually went um, you know on this path towards a more integrative holistic approach to finding my own answers I was really in a really bad place in my health and I was frustrated because no doctors would really take me seriously in the fact that maybe they just didn't know how to solve my problems or they weren't exposed to some of the things that I've learned since then on my own. But I just felt very hopeless and frustrated and scared. And um, yeah, so until I found other ideas and other people in the world that you know, made me feel like I wasn't crazy. It really was, um, kind of isolating and struggling and, and, and struggle for me. So this was many, many, many years ago when I was really just trying to be healthy. I think that I had a lot of the conventional ideas in my head for what to eat that I now know aren't really real food. And I really wasn't nourishing myself. And honestly, it was really related to a lot of stress and, Uh, Things that were just um, not related to food in my life that just became problematic. So when my health ultimately failed to the point that I just couldn't press on anymore, I really sought out other opportunities and answers and I finally didn't feel so alone and made a lot of changes in my own life and my own health and learned and learned and learned and become a health and nutrition nerd. And so throughout that process, I'd always been interested in health and wellness. And I'd done a lot of volunteering in my community and farmers markets and just wanting to give back in that way. And so I encountered some other people that I knew in that realm that had went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is a large online nutrition school. And so I decided that it would be great for me to have an actual credential behind me to actually help others with what I'd been through in finding my own health journey through mostly just real food and lifestyle changes. It wasn't anything that was really... um, earth-shattering in terms of what I what I did and we can talk more about that you know later if needed but I think that I just decided well I'll I'll do more with this I wanted to give back and so I got my certification and became officially you know a health coach and started my own practice my healthy transitions health coaching which is really all about that being healthy doesn't have to be so hard because I think we really make it out to be that way and so my platform is really just about meeting people where they are, making small changes, and that's the whole transitions piece. And it's really about that person and making it all individualized. And so, yeah, that's where I am today. I also have taken a whole new path on my just my career, my whole life has changed because of my passion for health and wellness. And I also work professionally in um, in education at Maryland University of Integrative Health, which is a really unique university. We've got amazing um, health-related programs and degrees, and I'm the director of professional and continuing education there. So I get to engage with so many cool and fun and interesting people and really work with practitioners in the field on the latest and cutting edge, um, things in health, um, now, and it's all integrative and holistic. So all of it's just come together for me. And it was just all because of my own experience. And that is really why I'm excited about wellness warriors radio, because then we can share all of this with everybody in the world. So hopefully that gives you an idea and I'll, I'll let McCall my wonderful friend and partner in crime, talk about her journey. Cause I know she's got a lot to share as well. Please do. Thank you. Thank you, Beth.
2: Oh, and I'm so glad to be here too, Miriam. Thank you so much for, um, for all the kind words and very similar to, to Beth, you know, her and I, um, we created wellness warriors together, so, a lot of a lot of what she says applies to me. My journey was similar but different, and we have taken different paths that kind of um, kind of cross in in this beautiful and wonderful place called Wellness Warriors Radio. And I too was uh, really struggling with health issues. I'm um, in my late forties now, and this was my entire life. I was not doing well. By the time I was in my early to mid thirties. I was on a huge amount of medication um, for absolutely everything. I, I make a joke and I say I was taking a pill for everything from thinking to you know what, <laughs> and um, it was it was it was frustrating. I was basically told that that was my that was my lot in life. Um, I was put on what is the state? I live in Canada. I was put on. Uh, what is the standard Canadian diet the standard American diet you know the food guide food pyramid type type diet and um, a year into that I it wasn't quite a year it was about eight months into that I went to see my doctor for blood work and he said to me your cholesterol is very high I don't understand why your cholesterol has never been this high before now you understand I was I was 35 years old um, with high cholesterol he said and if we don't do do something about it. We're going to need to put you on a stand. And I said, well, what do I need to do? And he said, well, you need to eat less fat and more whole grains. And I looked at him absolutely horrified because on this program that I was on, I could not eat any less fat and I could not eat any more whole grains. I was literally eating whole grains morning, noon and night. And I, I was not using fat at all, like the leanest cuts of meat, like no fat to cook anything. I said to him, I can't do that. And he looked at me like I was lying. So that began my questioning um, about, okay, what's really going on here? And I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling optimal. I mean, I was 35 years old. I was taking 23 pills a day which is ridiculous. And I was told that it's just going to get worse. And I, I clearly wasn't the happiest person in the world because of all of this. And I went to see a, they sent me to see a psychiatrist who told me that I was clinically depressed and I needed to go on Zoloft. Now I'm all kinds of crazy. I will happily admit, but depressed is not one of those crazies. And this, for me, the the cholesterol and this going on the antidepressant were my triggers. And I said, "No, I am not doing this anymore now my 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 issues were so bad that every time I ate, my stomach would expand um, to the point where my skin hurt. It was unbelievably painful and ridiculously uncomfortable. And um I started researching on the internet and I, I researched that one of the drugs that I was taking might be making me a little depressed. Go figure. And some <laughs> other drugs weren't really helping with my belly. So I discussed it with my husband, and I decided to stop everything. Cold turkey, everything. I was terrified. This was against doctor's recommendation. I'm a good girl. I'm not going to, you know, not do what my doctor what my doctor says. Of course they have my best interest at heart. And they did. Um, stopped everything two days later i was i was no lo- i honestly was no longer depressed it was it was absolutely crazy i remember my husband was away and having a phone conversation with him and it was like he was like what's going on and i said well you remember this was sunday i said you remember i stopped my drugs on friday and he said you sound like you again it was fantastic so um through all of that i had a friend who was dabbling in some real food nutrition and i decided to dabble too and removed um, removed grains from my diet miracle miracle of miracles my stomach issues my stomach issues cleared started to do more research discovered real food discovered paleo went to do a whole bunch of courses i started looking at your 100% healed. people started asking me what i was doing and for help and i started just naturally coaching people that way Decided I needed some education, discovered IIN, went through that program, uh, decided I wanted even more education, discovered, um, teamed up with one of my um, classmates in IIN um, with a functional medicine doctor. He was unbelievably gracious and put us through the Institute for Functional Medicine Nutrition Program, which was amazing, have done a whole bunch of courses since then. My life has totally transformed. I now work at a functional medicine clinic, helping people um, with, their, with their health issues to heal through the power of real food and the power of how our individual responses to food can make a difference to our lives. I also work privately with people. I have some, some group classes and, and private coaching that I do, but it's really about, about transforming people with food and finding out where it's, which is where this, what works for you comes in where the, the individual approach really makes a difference, right? As something like a food guide, um, does is never going to work for everybody because there is no one blanket this is the best diet full stop or this is the best way to eat full stop yes we have some unbelievably solid guiding principles which um i think probably transcend most dietary dietary dogmas and i will say dogmas but it's about finding out what works what works for you and i get to do that now uh every single day which is so much fun
0: Wow, that's wonderful. So listen, did you ever go back to that original doctor and say, Look at me now?
2: Uh no. Um in Canada the healthcare system is a little is a little different. Oh, okay. Uh he uh, he is still considered I never went back to the therapist. He is still considered my doctor. I've never removed him from but if I went back to him he would probably tell me that he could no longer treat me. Ah, interesting. Uh, so no, i just I just kind of <laughs> Kind of left it at that because again i think he was doing everything that he knew how to do with all the best intentions he had no ill intent at all he just didn't know what he didn't know and i find that sometimes actually quite often it's very difficult for somebody that educated who has invested that much time and effort for somebody who hasn't to tell them that they're wrong (laughs)
0: <laughs> absolutely true so i see you're both graduates from the institute of integrative nutrition you listeners you may have seen iin peppered through various bios that's what it sent that's what it stands for and is that how you met each other were you in the same classes or in same you know discussion groups should, <laughs> I'm, gonna
2: let, I'm gonna let beth answer how we met
1: because it's not like that at all okay beth tell us well, I think it you know, I think that there's a great I n community. It's funny how many people I encounter that have gone to um, that particular school, but we actually met online. Obviously, we're not in the same country, so we didn't meet in person at the first you know time to get get in touch with each other. We were brought together, I think, by the universe, right, McCall? I think it was meant to be. I'm not even yeah. sure how you and I just became such quick friends, but we are. Um, we we met in an online group for a particular um, program that we are both uh, we, we were both part of, and so we just I don't even know. We just got connected, and McCall, how did we even? How did we even just start our friendship? Because it was like, all right, so we were basically like friends off the bat, and we had so many things in common. And it's such a unique experience because you have all these people that are in your life um, in person, but virtual friends typically don't become such great partners and, and actual friends so we found out later that we had both went to IIN so that was not the primary connection wow. but we yeah we have a lot a lot in common but we also find that we share different opinions on certain things and I think that's really what makes the podcast special we have like I said a lot of things in common we I started So my journey was really finding paleo and that really also helped. I've had a lot of digestive um, issues in my own life and I've still, you know, I always work through them. I have irritable bowel syndrome. So I'm constantly navigating that as some sort of undiagnosable or untreatable situation that can be very problematic and, um, you know, that's a whole nother topic. But anyway, so we've got the paleo backgrounds. But I think since then, I'm probably um, a little bit more in the years that I've was strict paleo in probably the last year and a half, I've gone and done a little bit more expansion of my diet. So I've been through Paleo, AIP, keto, I could be vegan one day in terms of how you would actually do the, you know, the actual titling. But I think what we really find is that we both share a lot of interests in terms of real food, and that we can have an open and honest conversation with each other, and that we just really all agree on one thing and that's that real food is what matters most and we were trying to break down this dogmatic conversation that's happening in the nutrition world and the health world nowadays that there's just this one miracle diet and we're both keto fans not to say like the listeners that are doing keto here um we 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 appreciate so many different perspectives of diet and i think that's really what brings us together mccall what do you think
2: Oh, I'm one hundred percent
1: on the same page as
2: you. And just to, to backtrack a little bit, uh we actually um we I think we connected on a deeper level in a strange way because you were going to um collaborate with another um another co person in this in the group that we were in and I kind of tagged along for the ride and it ended up with you and I that had the deeper connection, which is which is so great. Um and we've really developed some some great things, some great things since then. So yeah, it's very much about the the, the real food. And even Miriam, I know that you speak about it as well. In in you know, even when you're starting, you start right. That's always a place to to begin. And I think no matter where your journey takes you from a food perspective, real food is where it's at. And what is what is real food, right? I think we're very. Um, we've been, um, We've been a little bit blindsided, I guess into what real food actually is or what it looks like. So what do you mean by that? Well, you know we, we know that when we any food that needs to be processed in order for it to be consumable is probably not a real food. A real food is a food that is able to be consumed in its, in its raw and natural state. It doesn't mean you want to. Um, or if you were going to manipulate it, it would be yourself. So something that's relevant to both your followers and, and to many of ours are many of the grains that are available um, because in order to consume grains, they need to be processed. There is absolutely no, very, very little way that you can pick a grain um, off the plant and and consume it. So we've been told that you know, white bread isn't a real food, but whole grain bread is. Um, and at the same time, both of them have undergone the same, very similar amounts of processing. Uh, the brown might have had some stuff added back into it afterwards to make it brown. But so, you know, really understanding that, that this, these foods that we've been told are good for us and whole and real and natural um, actually take a whole lot more work and a whole lot more manipulating than we've been led to believe Interesting. So let me just ask you something that it
0: totally, well, I don't want to say it's totally off path, because it has to do with what you were just talking about. So you're not saying necessarily raw foods, because something like tomato no. sauce is processed, but it still sure. would follow, it still would belong
2: in a in a whole natural foods way of eating. Sure, because it's, it's easy to make. And it's, uh, you know, and it hasn't been insanely manipulated uh, in order for it to be consumed you could consume the tomato on its own
1: so making tomato
2: sauce is something you've made from real food and it's and that's perfectly perfectly fine it would be the same with a piece of steak or a piece of fish you might not want to eat it raw but you could right uh, i see um and but cooking it is is fine so so those those types of those types of things um in my mind, death might have a slightly different approach to that, but for me, it's that if you could eat it in its whole state, if it doesn't have to be manipulated in order to eat it, then it could be considered a real food. And yes, we're allowed to make our food tasty and enjoyable and yummy and delicious. And that can take some some manipulating, but where where did the food start? what What do we have to do in order to make it edible in the first in the first place? Thank you. That question has finally been answered. You wouldn't believe it. I've actually
0: been worried about tomato, not worried. I've actually been thinking about tomato sauce, and I was saying, well, that's processed, but I love the way you put it that if you could eat it raw and it hasn't been manipulated, then it falls. Under a safe Whole Foods. So yeah. let, me, let me go back for a minute. So you, you met online, on an online group that had nothing to do with IIM. And how did you begin a conversation about getting together and starting your own podcast and your own... It's not just a podcast, listeners. I want to tell you there's a lot of there's a lot of programs involved with this. So it wasn't just oh we're going to get together and chat once a week and have some guests on. I mean, this was a really in depth collaboration that you have. And how did how did that just start from uh, you know chatting in a group to Wellness Warriors podcast now?
1: I'm gonna let Deb talk about.
2: Talk about that because okay. she, she, she says it
1: so succinctly. Oh, I don't know if I'm ever succinct. But <laughs> no, I could talk about the whole real food thing all day long. So mm-hmm. we actually did a podcast episode, and we should probably do another one again about this topic because there's some nuance to that. And, uh, yeah, we actually did – I think it was called What to Eat, one of our initial – episodes because I think that there's so much confusion about what to eat and people get really stressed out like you just said about the tomato sauce mm-hmm. and it's like okay so in the big scheme of things right there's people that are eating hot dogs right or um, tofu vegan you know jerky and all this stuff that's available now and I'm all about convenience that is one thing that's different about McCall and I is I don't like to cook I like things to be simple. I can cook, but I'm not a recipe person. And, you know, I just like to keep things as simple as possible. So how can we make life and eating less stressful and just more enjoyable and simple? So we should talk about that on another show. So I'm answering your question now is so I had this crazy idea. I am an idea person, but I tend to often make things happen so I had this passion just to be able to again reach a wider a wider audience and I love podcasts I'm a podcast junkie I'm always listening to something new because I'm a big big fan of learning and that's why I'm so excited about um, what I do in my career and just the podcast in general because it's free information for people right and so I feel like it's my way to not just hear myself talk, but to interview really cool people, chat with one of my best friends and chat about the things that I love to talk about, but also help other people in a bigger way. And that's really what the podcast is all about. It's all about that. Just wanting to give back and have a connection with people and just do what um, for them maybe what happened to me, whereas I found the online world of health. And then I started to listen to summits and podcasts. And that just really helped me on my journey. So I wanted to start a podcast. I thought, hey, I can do this. And so, like McCall said, I actually had the idea with one of our other other health coach uh, friends that we found in this group. But it turned out that McCall and I just connected and we just make it happen. And we each have different strengths. And so I would like to say, Mikal, you can say if it's different, but I'm kind of like this organizing nerd, right? So I love to plan and I love projects and I I love to put things together. So that's really where I come into play. And then she's got all this great expertise and it just really just beautifully laid out. And so we just made it happen. We just... Everything about Wellness Warriors Radio is so amazing because even from the thing that you read at the beginning, like what we were going to be about, it was just so easy for us to come up with that. And I don't know that that always happens, honestly, in a collaboration. So it's really, really nice. And when we do disagree, which I don't even call it a disagreement, it's just a shared um, vision. Ultimately, we might have different perspectives. But it's, it's just not hard. And um, it's just lovely. It's wonderful. And we hope that what we're doing means something to our listeners and to others that are finding the show.
0: It would, it, it would have to be of value to anyone who's listening. And the fact that it's so easy, sort of to me means it was meant to be. And, and, you were meant to be together, and that's great. I want to ask you something, Beth. You mentioned a couple of times in different parts of talking with you um, that things don't have to be hard. And, and when you were talking about yourself, your your introduction, you said being healthy isn't hard. Um, could I just have you elaborate on that? Because there are so many people who, you know, they get out there their, their, digital trackers and they're tracking macros and they're tracking calories or they'll have a question like about tomato sauce you know let's say they want to eat whole foods and they say but this comes from a can and you know that sort of thing and they make it so hard can you talk a little and, esp- and I was going to say can you talk to it not being hard but especially where you say you don't like to cook because that's that's a big hang-up I have a friend of mine well if I had a personal chef that I would do keto And I says, you can go to McDonald's and ask for the hamburger without the bun and you're eating keto. I mean, people make it out to be so much harder than it is. So could you speak to that a little bit about how
1: being healthy doesn't have to be hard? Yeah, and I think that's really what it's all about for me is that it has to be simple. So as a health coach, we need to make things easy for people, right? So a lot of times what prevents people from achieving their greatest self or their health goals or anything like that is it, it does seem very overwhelming. And we make it um to be so because it's very confusing I think there's a lot of confusing information out there on the internet the internet is a great thing because there's so much at our fingertips but it's also really hard to discern what works best for you and I find that if people just were to listen to themselves and listen to their own bodies and listen to their intuition we all know that there are certain things that make one healthy and you know stress is one of the biggest things right so we need to look at the whole lifestyle, not just the food, but it always really starts with the food. So I'm um, trying to say that we don't have to do it all at once. So I try to break it down for people to just relieve themselves from the confusion and the stress. So if they're really overwhelmed by what diet works for them, I try to guide them on a path that makes really small, sustainable changes so that it all adds up and just really just calms their minds from all the confusion out there. Right. And then the confidence comes that they can do this and that it's not as hard as they might think. And I really am not saying that I'm really lenient with people like, oh, just eat whatever you want. But I think that it means that. No, you don't have to be a great chef. I mean, I eat out all the time. I'm really busy. If I can do it and be on the go, and I spend very little time cooking, I just throw stuff together. I mean, there's so many ways that I can help people to just make really small swaps. And I think that once they realize that it's not as hard as it is, and you know, reading labels and really understanding that is just one step. Um, So... It's hard to explain how it doesn't have to be hard, but that's really why I work with people on that process. And simplify, simplify, simplify. If something is too hard for you or difficult for you, then it's not going to be sustainable. And there are plenty of ways with the way the world is now to make healthy very, very, very convenient and doable for anybody. And I can say, I actually this is a very long story, which I can't necessarily go into, but I was able to help both my parents who were in their seventies, particularly my dad who had the worst eating habits ever. Um, we, we went through a lot with him and he actually, um, through my help, um, we realized, you know, his, his issues were really related to uncontrolled diabetes. I mean, he was, he was really, 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 really scary. Lost his vision, had a stroke and heart attack. We found out. I me mean, is very scary, right? Um, I was running a sugar detox at the time where my mom was in it. And so luckily she had the tools just by educating herself. Um, it's just a matter of educating yourself. And you gain that confidence and knowledge to make sustainable choices where you can live your life with ease. And that's really what it's all about. It's just, it may take a little time to learn, But once you understand and just, you know, relax and not worry about whether or not tomato sauce is necessarily good or bad for you, (laughs) right? There's more important things in life, right? So I think the reading the labels thing is really the key. So, you know, I'm really, when I think about real food, the things that I was eating were really, really, really actually, you know, processed. So it's like things with chemical type ingredients in them. So you know, even now I would say, yeah, if you look at my refrigerator, it's mostly just actual things like I've got, um, you know, canned um, salmon and, uh, you know, tuna and sardines. I know people turn up their nose to that until you're paleo avocados. I have uh, chia seeds, collagen powder. I'm just looking here. Um Pumpkin seeds, which are my favorites. You know, I have swordfish and fish and chicken, all this great stuff. But I also have some processed things you consider. You know, I have this Kite Hill plain unsweetened yogurt. But if you look at it, it's actually just ingredients, you know. So I think that just getting getting to the point of being able to read labels and getting the sugar out of your diet, like those two things and then just living your life in a way that is – not so stressful, your health can be, um, you can be really in a good spot. It can be amazing. I think you
0: described beautifully how being healthy doesn't have to be hard. And I like your small steps thing. I guess it's it's like uh, following this on a ladder. Let's say every night you you eat a half a gallon of ice cream out of the freezer, straight from the carton. The first step might be taking that same quantity, but putting it in a bowl and then making the bowl smaller and then you don't have it and then once that's out you want to eat more healthily and you know so I think it's I think the steps and the laddering approach is just absolutely perfect because I think that especially with the internet which can be good or bad um I'm with you I think mostly it's good I think the I think it's just, I don't think it's bad. I think it's just overwhelmed because there's so much out there that I think that that's what happened is that people get very overwhelmed. And I think you described it beautifully how you don't have to get overwhelmed. You just take it a step at a time and ingredients at a time. And, you know, eventually you're doing it. So let me ask you, Michele, um, we, she, uh, Beth talked about, you know, eliminating sugar and, and grains and all of that. Oh, by the way, I want to go back. Great story about your parents. I'm so glad that they, they turn things around. Um, I would think that with your dad's diabetes, that certain things that happened are probably set in stone, but at least he's not getting worse. Or has there been some reverse, let's say in his blood sugar numbers or his overall health?
1: So thank you. It was, I think, like I said, the whole reason why I became really what I am passionate about is the sugar sugar detox we, that we developed and, and really doing group programs related to that, because I think anybody can do that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I became like an expert on sugar, mm-hmm. and it, it was meant to be. He actually I never would have thought this. So, you know, he actually listened. Um I thought, you know, he was scared. He was scared. And that doesn't have to happen to everybody. But I I expressed to my mom, you know, I said, I think this is what's going on. And I don't diagnose anybody. But, you know, she knew in the sugar detox, if we could just help them with what he was eating. So... I came, I'm not, not in the area I drove and I just was trying to help them with what they had in their, in their house with food, because my dad had always done the grocery shopping and they'd been in the hospital for a week. Right. So I came in and just tried to give them groceries because I didn't know what else to do. And he actually let me clean out their whole kitchen while they were scared with anything. Yeah. Yeah. he, and this guy, like you couldn't even move the ketchup in the in the refrigerator without yeah. him being mad. You know, before this, so this was like huge. I was like, I was like an insane person almost. Just like before, he would change his mind, going through and taking out everything that was sugar. And it's not even like it was. Like yeah, sure, he had a lot of things that were obviously sugar, right? But what I teach and what we teach and what people don't realize is there's a lot of foods that convert to sugar in the body or that seem healthy on the front because of the labeling. And it really is sugar, right? And so I think it's very, very, very confusing until you really understand the nuance behind things. So I was able to do that Um, honestly it's hilarious now because the man who kind of used to like be very skeptical and almost make fun of me for how I started to eat I didn't really care after a while when I started to feel better he actually like my mom even was just like this you know my health just I look so vibrant everything was just related to how what I was doing so as long as I looked and felt the way that I did because of what I was eating She didn't care. But he was, you know, always kind of like, uh, you know, what is this girl doing? So the funny thing is, is now now we like love we can eat out together. We eat the same things. He is like on the bandwagon. And I can't say that he's, again, a purist in terms of he'll have something here and there, maybe. But he knows now he's educated enough to even know what. Foods will make his blood sugar go up and down, and how stress actually impacts blood sugar. And so, let me just answer the question. So, within a week of him finding out, you know that it was diabetes, his blood sugar, Miriam, was almost like 400. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like that bad, right? Okay, he didn't do anything except for just change his diet to what my mom and I, or what I, I recommended: sugar detox, basically a little bit. Mm -hmm. lower carb specifically um probably more keto right but also a little bit higher in protein um but so he actually reduced his blood sugar just with food alone in a week from that level to like 190 oh my god yeah yeah and so yeah no his medication um yeah has been reduced and it's 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 honestly gone like he just keeping up with a little bit of walking and exercise and eating, right? He mm-hmm. is really on a great path. And thank thank goodness, right? My mom, her arthritis is completely um I mean, she was just debilitating arthritis. Um and just by eliminating the sugar in the diet. I mean it's amazing what can happen. And you know, for me, like I said, I was on a roller coaster thinking i was eating all these healthy foods that were really just all sugar and that is really why i'm so interested in that topic um, and why i love teaching about it but no thank you for asking it's been a really great story i think i need
0: your parents as guests on one of my granny keto podcasts and i'm not joking oh, i mean this mom, is
1: my mom would come on she she is on she loves sharing her experience with with people. And uh, yeah, she's, she, <laughs> she almost tells, she's like educating other people now. Well, at her, they live um, at a community now because they uh, really upscale, nice community, they downsize. And that mm-hmm. was really great result of all this. But she'll be like, can you please have some unsweetened almond milk? you know like she'll be making recommendations, but like, this is really just all sugar, so you know it's funny because she she now understands it and um well, I it's have just I have to tell you, kidding aside, tell your mom
0: that I'm going to be in touch with her. This is just just what granny keto needs hearing hearing this story that's wonderful, thank you, so talking about sugar detox, so Michelle Tell us about your sugar detox and you have a reset. I mean, these gals have, you must have a dozen programs. And what's the one that I'm going to post for the listeners? The, The belly, you know, I have... I'm using new equipment here, folks, and so if I start wrestling through my papers, you're not going to hear anything, so I have it written down, but I don't have it in front of me. What, what's the new, what's the, what's the other pro, I want you to talk about those three, the Reset, the Sugar Detox, and the one I'm going to post for the listeners specifically. All
2: right, so um, Beth and I just, and very, very organically, this has all happened, we've developed um, paid programs for our for our listeners and our followers, as well as free resources, mm-hmm. because we really enjoy providing um, providing free information and a whole bunch of value to people. Because that's that, that's where change happens, right? Change change happens on the very basic level. So uh, we we've done it. We do sugar. We run regular sugar detoxes together, where people come along on a ride with us, and it's. Um, it's a four-week um, four program where we remove sugars and processed carbohydrates from the diet and really teach people all of the principles that Beth spoke about, how it can really be easy, and we provide them with everything that they need. So this is a 100% in a box, done for you. You get recipes, you get meal plans. You don't have to follow them because you get food lists for foods that you like and guides on how to do it all yourself if that's if that's what you wanted we provide weekly coaching we provide daily motivation everything that that goes on there we have another program that's a little more self-directed and that's called the anytime reset and we offer we offer that up um very regularly as well and that's a program that you buy in itself and it's done for you so there's no coaching involved it's just all the information and the recipes and, and some meal plans. And that's also to show you. We often look at, at diets, or you know, the diet starts on Monday, or the diet starts in January, or the diet starts September 1st, or the reset starts after Thanksgiving or after Easter. And we really wanted to um, to emphasize that any time is a good time to make a better choice. Your next meal could be the, the time to make to make a better choice. And that was the premise uh of that because you know when people are doing the sugar detox they they think of it as a detox and they they have to get into the right mindset in order to do it um but the anytime reset um is really there that you can do anytime so it's this program that you have access to 24 365 once you purchase it you can open it up at any time you can reread it you can choose some of the recipes you can choose some of the foods that we tell you to eat or some of the strategies and just go for it and it could be right now it could be tomorrow morning it can be you know anytime anytime that you want and then we have um, a whole bunch of of free information that we like to give out and free handouts and we have Beth has some fantastic ones she's really good at at doing the handouts and we have the happy belly meals that's the one that's the one yes and happy belly meals is a recipe book that we give out that we give out for free which is a real foods a real foods based recipe book. And what we wanted to show is that real foods can be easy, right? Not difficult. And absolutely yummy. Because when people think healthy, they think sawdust sometimes. Because and difficult. that's what we've been yeah. and difficult, right? And that yeah, sawdust and going and making the sawdust yourself. And <laughs> that's kind of what we've been what we've been programmed to believe through years and years and years, and years of low fat dogma and you know everything that's everything that's gone on and we really wanted to show um, not only me I love cooking and I love creating recipes but Beth doesn't and in both of our worlds there is a happy medium there is a way that we can make absolutely yummy stuff really really easily if you want as well as just throw something together from what you have in your fridge a lot of the ingredients are relatively easy to get um they're not expensive. So we haven't asked people to source out things, you know, that are gonna cost them an arm and a leg as well. So not only is it time friendly and effort friendly, but budget friendly as well. And um Beth was a great collaborator in that because I, I enjoy doing complicated recipes and she would look at something and go, No, no, I no, right? Which which is fantastic. And that's where her and I Turn our balance off so well because we're two totally we're not the same person we're two totally different kind of people and this way we can provide products and services for our listeners that really can um you know that really can transcend whatever type of person or individual
1: that that you are beth have you got something that you wanted to add to that No, I think that's exactly what I was saying is that, yeah, it's the fun. The fun part is that at least we share, you know, the common ground of what we think is really some good principles of what a healthy diet can be. But I love that we can make it really simple for people. And that's really where I was a stickler. I'm like, this has to be simple. It has to be accessible. It has to be doable. And so the sugar detox is super fun. I've done them on my own before this, but until we created the Wellness Warrior Sugar Detox, it honestly is just so much more fun because we each have different perspectives. So it's not just a sugar detox. It's a lot of education. We give and we give and we give. We do live education sessions every week. for It's a whole 30-day program. We give people this huge um but also very wonderfully laid out um workbook on how to actually navigate a sugar detox even without recipes right um yes no food list. we call them embrace and avoid instead of yes and no and also yeah it actually has all these great other things that are lifestyle aspects so The sugar detox is way more than just a regular sugar detox because we cover things like emotional eating. We have a whole workbook on that. Um, We do a lot of things related to lifestyle and physical activity and movement and supplements and um, just really teach people every single step that they need to know to be on this journey well after the 30 days. And it's so fun because it's really motivational to be in with other people and honestly like I said I'm a little bit less of a stickler um, than McCall in many ways because I'm like look if you even do some of this stuff that we're telling you even if you just participate just to learn I'm cool with that. I just want you to be open to it and try one thing. And that's the benefit of being in this great community that we have in the in the program. So it's really cool to be part of it with um, McCall because, again, we, we change up the education sessions because each of us have different styles and strengths. Um, so with that program, that is actually, like I said, it's run by us. So we actually take signups for that when our next program is going to run. So you can find all of this on our website, but people can go to – and this will be in the show notes. But the the link to just get on our list for the next group is all lowercase bit.ly forward slash WWR Detox Fun because we make it super fun. And then the Anytime Reset, just like McCall said, it's kind of like a DIY in a package. You can just pull out anytime that really you want to just – even for – a three-day reset. It's 21 days all laid out for you and journal so you can actually track your progress because we're big on that in terms of really understanding your body and what you want to um, figure out about yourself along the way. Um, but that's really just a package anytime that people can access. So today they could get it, um, you know, from our, our website or from the links. And I think that's what's really fun about it, that we're kind of, we were kind of upset about how January is when everybody only wants to be healthy. And it's like, well, you know, you can just be healthy anytime you want to be healthy. It doesn't have to be January to make a good change. And the Happy Belly Meals, I actually have that link. That is free. So again, it's some favorite recipes and people can grab that at all lowercase bit.ly forward slash happy belly foods. That's all lowercase. So yeah, we're really just passionate about this stuff so hope oh that gives everybody something that suits their 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 preferences if if, P, if
0: listeners can couldn't tell how passionate you are about this, then something's wrong with their listening skills because this is so obvious. Listen, I wanted to wind up, but before I do, I wanted to ask you, and it has to do with your different perspectives on things and being open about things. Um, up to now, my podcasts have been concentrating on keto, and although you you have had some keto podcasts. You've had one that you actually talk about keto, and then where you've had keto guests, um, and you may have clients. We talked a little bit about not keto doesn't have to be for everybody. Uh, for me, it works because I'm insulin highly insulin resistant, uh, things like that. But when people come to you as clients individually, or they ask questions on you know the the Warriors Radio podcast. I know you have a Facebook page and all. How do you decide who, what, what style of eating goes with what person? Because that's what's very unusual. Um, I have my Granny Keto Transitions Program and we talked about it and I was reading up on you and said, oh, they have transitions too. So I know that you recognize that not everybody belongs in the same place, but how do you make some of those decisions, especially with your own personal clients? Do you ask for blood tests? Do you ask for eating habits? Do you ask for what they've done in the past? How do you make a decision where to guide the person? Because I know your guidance is what's so important about the two of you. It's not like do this, it's my way or the highway. You actually guide them to where they need to go. So how do you make those decisions on what is the guidance road that you use? So I'd like to hear from both of you. So, Michal, we have, we have a video connection, so I'm looking right in your eyes. <laughs> so you yeah. go first. So tell me about your, your perspective on how you guide people on which eating plan to do.
2: Okay. So um, one of the things that Beth and I are very passionate about is finding your health your way. Mm-hmm. So it's all about you. It's not about, it's not about me. Now, we said we have some definite principles that we like, to, we like to base eating around. And that's really understanding the difference between real food and fake food. Okay. Understanding the impact of sugar and a high sugar load and a high processed carbohydrate load on your body and your health. Within that spectrum, it's up to you to experiment and to work out what works best For you. Um, It's not up to me to tell you. I am, am in the very privileged position that I work with a doctor. I work with a functional medicine physician. I see blood work all the time. I get doctor recommendations all the time. The doctor that I work with is a huge proponent of low carbohydrate ketogenic type eating. We also deal with people who have conditions that tend to do very well with, with a lower carbohydrate or ketogenic type eating um, schedules. We also deal with a lot of vegetarians. We deal um, culturally with many East Indian people who are vegetarian by, by birth, and that presents its own its own challenges. So, again, it's, it's really understanding where you are at, what you are prepared to do, what your goals are, what you are looking to achieve. Obviously, guiding you and coaching you and supporting you to make those realistic and achievable and timely and doable. But at the end of the day, you are in the driving seat. There is nothing that I could say or nothing that I could do to convince you other than how you look, feel, and function. So whatever makes you look, feel, and function your best at the end of the day is going to be is going to be what's best for you, and I know that that sounds really broad. But when we're working together one on one, or even when we're working together in a group, it becomes really obvious when you take the principles that we present and apply them to yourself, and then start to experiment. I think we're all very used to getting the, you know, the magic pill, the silver bullet. Here you go. This is it. This is what's going to fix everything. And I'm sure, Miriam, you discovered with your own journey, it takes it takes a little bit of a little bit of personal trial and error. And even in the keto spectrum, what works for you might not work for your best friend who's also following the ketogenic diet. There's certain foods that you might be able to eat that she might not. There's certain foods that might stall your fat loss that do nothing for hers. There might be certain foods, and this has become very obvious in the research lately, that actually spike your insulin, that make your insulin resistance worse, that for somebody else are quite benign, all within the keto spectrum. So it's very much about um, you, what works for you, what applies for you, what makes you feel, look and function your best. What an answer. Beth, do you have anything to add to that? I mean, that's
0: that's a perfect description of how you guide individual people within a spectrum of of things that you believe. Um, have, how do you, you, how do you guide people also? Do you just, you know, you listen to their cultural needs and their dietary needs, their blood work needs. I mean, how do you, how do you also come to a decision of, I think paleo is better for you. I think keto is better for you. Uh, just cut out the sugar. You'll be fine. I mean, how do you make these decisions with people you work with?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question. So i I love, so I'm really about the education and teaching piece being that's what I do for a living, right? So mm-hmm. I love the sugar detox because it's very relevant and applicable to anybody. You can do a sugar detox effectively and not follow one style of eating. And I think that's really why I'm so um, passionate about that particular topic because that's pretty well widespread known um, in terms of the research and, health outcomes. and um, But when you're working one-on-one with somebody, it's a little bit different, right? So in a one-on-one scenario, I am very ex- uh, selective on who I work with. I do um, a little bit of a different approach than McCall because I have more of a selectivity related to that. So somebody has to be the right fit for me. And as a good health coach, what you do is you do not prescribe or diagnose or tell anybody what to do. It's a partnership. The client is ultimately the one making the decision, but a lot of times what happens is there's confusion, there's overwhelm, there's not even sure where to start or just somebody to listen to who will actually listen to what's going on and help you see a version or things in yourself um, a different perspective that maybe you're not seeing, and to empower you with the tools and the strategies to just make it possible. So, in regards to telling people what to eat, I give them the education, ask really important questions. Um, there's something called, you know, uh, positive inquiry, and all these really um, proven. Coaching strategies that you can employ in a one-on-one relationship that moves somebody in the path that's meant for them. And when we do work together, when I work with somebody, it's really looking at not judging them and meeting them where they are. Right. So, like I said before, it's all about transitions. If somebody is coming to me with all this background knowledge and they're really already on paleo and Want to do different things in, in their diet and try different things, then we're working on a whole nother plane than somebody who doesn't even know how to read a label, who is or who is eating a lot of processed foods and really just needs to start with the basics. So we do um, an intake, a questionnaire, and really translate that to what the person um, wants to accomplish in their life. And sometimes it's Basically about the food, but then it's also about so many other things in your life that I are going. I love yeah, that. I not love, just about the food, yeah. I love
0: that you address other things than just about the food. So anyway, listen, our time is just about up, Beth. That was. It, it's so interesting to hear that. Uh, a different perspective of how you do your intake and how you decide on how to work with people um and Michel, you're you you have your way but yet it comes together so beautifully and um i just wanted to thank you both is there and these links all the links that we talked about including your websites uh will be in the in the program notes is there anything else that you'd like to wind up with that you know make sure we we tell people about the wellness warriors radio podcast i got that all out without without stumbling is there anything else you'd like to wind up with or just time to say thank you and thank you for joining us i want to give you the last word here
1: all set Well, I just would want to say that this is um, a really great opportunity to connect with other people like yourself who are doing wonderful things, um, fellow wellness warriors, but we would love to grow our tribe. It's all about people who want to connect on that level. That's really about forging your own path, finding your own way and having the support to really make that a reality. And You'll find on Wellness Warriors Radio, what we're trying to do is bring you a lot of great health information that comes from all these different perspectives that will just hopefully change your life in one way or the other. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, I'm so honored to be able to share this and to be on this journey with uh, everybody here, but also my great partner, Mikal, So. That's all I have to say,
0: <laughs> Miguel. You're 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 winding up parting words. A little bit more I, passion there.
2: <laughs> I I would I would ditto, ditto there. So, and I just want to say thank you so much, Miriam, for sharing your platform with us. So it's always the best the best part of this entire journey is connecting with people on the same path, whether they're sharing the message or looking to learn more. Or I mean, we're all learning and growing learning and growing together and it's such an honor and and a pleasure to be part of of this space generally this space and uh you know and to to do this with my partner Beth (laughs) well thank you so much for taking the time to
0: talk with us today on chew the fat with granny keto and Beth I'm going to when I when I Hit the button to shut the recording. I want to know how to get in touch with your mom and your dad, because I mean it. (laughs) Anyway, listen, thank you so much. This was an absolutely delightful and informative interview. And my listeners, please add Wellness Warriors Radio Podcast to your feed. You won't be sorry. They've all been wonderful. All right, thank you very much. Bye bye now. would ask that you leave a review on iTunes to get the ball rolling. Also be sure to like my Facebook page Granny Keto LLC and visit my website grannyketo.com especially to sign up for dancing with keto. I also have a YouTube channel with informative videos that you might find a little different from other channels. After all, have you ever seen a belly dancer in costume teach you about keto?